welcome to a new episode of AI Chats. This is a podcast series produced by the law firm of Haynes and Boone and lawyers from its AI and deep learning practice group. The intention is to explore the exciting, ever-evolving, and occasionally controversial world of artificial intelligence. My name is Eugene Goryanov. I am a partner in the Chicago office of the firm. I am joined by my colleague Dina Blickstein from our New York office and Chris Nalavenko from Zooks. Today, our latest episode, we are going to talk about AI and autonomous driving. But before we begin, our standard disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be legal advice and it does not establish an attorney-client relationship. The topics we discuss are subject to change. Legal advice of any nature should be sought from your legal counsel. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we begin, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Zooks? Sure. Uh, well, Eugene and Dina, thanks for having me. Uh, this is going to be fun and, and looking forward to it. Go easy on me. Uh, my first podcast experience, um, but really looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, I, I joined Zooks uh, about four years ago now. Time flies, actually. Um, and before I was at Zooks, I was actually at Amazon. I'm sure we'll pick this up later in the podcast, but Amazon actually acquired Zooks uh, late last year. So it's been an interesting boomerang story for me. Um, and uh, so I worked at Amazon for about three years. And then before Amazon, I was uh, a partner at Kirkland and Ellis in the Washington, D.C. office doing primarily IP and uh, some uh, commercial litigation. Um, and so came to Zooks about four years ago, and it's been a really, really fun ride. I'm uh, looking forward to, to the future. Thank you for that intro, Chris. Can you tell us a little bit about Zooks? Sure. So Zooks was founded in 2014, and the mission was to bring uh, autonomous mobility to the masses. Um, and so we started in 2014 and developing a purpose-built autonomous vehicle from the ground up, you know, purpose-built design really meant for autonomy. Um, one of the things you'll see about Zooks is, you know, we're not going to be selling our vehicles. We will run them as a service, right? It'll be run as a, as a service. You'll be able to pull up an app, request a vehicle, it'll come get you. And the other really interesting thing about Zooks, which is a differentiator for us, it's a like I said I said before, it's a purpose-built vehicle. So what does that mean? So from the very beginning, we had the the vision of we weren't just going to retrofit existing vehicles, put sensors on top to make autonomy happen. Um, we were going to actually design the car from the ground up. And actually, car was a bad word in the early days at Zooks because um, it wasn't a car. It was the, the thing that came after the car. So we started and really envisioning an experience for the passenger, for the customer. Um, what, what could what could evolve from the passenger vehicle when you would remove things that you wouldn't need when you were a driver, right? When you wouldn't need the steering wheel, you wouldn't need pedals. Um, and everybody can kind of go see what that looks like now on our website. You can see that on our YouTube channel. But you know, we think we've come up with a really cool, uh, beautiful solution to personal mobility, um, autonomy mobility and we're really excited and uh, about bringing that that type of uh, more enjoyable ride to everybody uh, as well as other key things that that Zooks is going to help enable so a safer future a cleaner future so um, you know a lot of the driving accidents and fatalities that happen and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later but are, are because of human error so if you can eliminate those you know what does the future look like as well as cleaner right so all battery powered uh, all electric um, really really hitting on those three things so safer cleaner and more enjoyable for everybody 
Uh, that's a great intro to autonomous cars, Chris. But can you tell us how do they work? Um, sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's a hefty question. So uh, autonomous vehicles I, I, at a high level, right? They have a bunch of sensors outfitted on a, on the vehicle, um, and so they're going to take in a bunch of information from all of these sensors. Um, at Zooks, we use something called sensor fusion. It will take in the data from all of those different sensors. So whether it be uh, cameras, as LIDARs, radars, other sensors, uh, put that into, you know, your main AI computer. Um, and it will run a series of uh, machine learned or AI processes on it to determine a bunch of things. So one of the things it's going to do first is, hey, what am I seeing, right? What am I seeing around me? Is that a pedestrian? Is that a vehicle? Um, the next thing it's got to do is to figure out, okay, I know what that thing is now. What do I do now? What, what do I tell the the vehicle to do? As a part of that, right, you have to not only understand what that thing is, but what is it going to do? Are you going to predict it to move somewhere? What's the anticipated next step of that thing if it is a moving object, right? That's going to then allow you to to determine, hey, what is what's the next path that my vehicle has to take, right? So it's going to decide where your vehicle is going to go, and then it's going to execute on that. Um, and all of that happens, obviously, many, many, many times per second. You know, continuously, um, continuously taking into uh, into the computer all that data, into the system all that data, and figuring out the best and, and safest way for that vehicle to maneuver. That was a great intro to autonomous driving, but I believe I heard you that artificial intelligence or AI would be making all the decisions while the car is driving. Is that correct? So you, you definitely have a main AI stack, right? That's going to do a lot of the decisions. Um, and, you know, you still, you will have some systems obviously on the, the vehicle that are not driven by AI, but a lot of the main AI function, or excuse me, the main driving functionality, um, you know, determining uh, what is around you, determining a pedestrian, a vehicle, is that a building? Um, all of that is driven by AI, as well as a lot of the other decision making that the vehicle has to do with, you know, how it's going to navigate throughout that environment. Yeah, so I take it this is uh, somewhat different than, say, from a Tesla that still requires a driver behind the wheel. Here, uh, we, we don't have a driver at all, right? You just have people coming into the vehicles and the vehicle driving by itself. That's right. Yeah, we don't even. So if you go on uh, zooks.com, you can see the vehicle. We don't even have a steering wheel. Um, we don't have pedals. Uh, it is all meant for the rider experience. So kind of sitting in a in a uh, carriage type seating situation, hopefully a really beautiful, lovely experience that you'll have in the vehicle. But yeah, so different from what you see out there on the market now, which are, are um likely referred to as, you know, a level two or maybe a level two plus system. Um, you, you see a lot of um, other systems that are out there on vehicles to talk about ADAS, advanced driver assist systems. Um, those are, are not the autonomy we're talking about here. We're talking more of a level four, level five autonomy. Um, and when you talk about level four, that's really the human doesn't have to be in the loop whatsoever. It doesn't have to make any decisions in, in a particular uh, what, what's called an operational design domain. So it's called an ODD. So meaning, you know, perhaps your ODD is the city of San Francisco, right? In the city of San Francisco, as a driver, you don't have to uh, pay attention to the surroundings uh, and the vehicle takes control the whole time. That next level up, level five, really, really 
gets rid of that concept of um, the ODD, meaning the vehicle can go anywhere, anytime without human uh, interaction or kind of human guidance, if that makes sense. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And Chris, you know, I actually, I, I'm literally looking at the Zooks website right now, uh, zooks.com slash vehicle, and I'm seeing this car, and it is, it's truly amazing engineering. Uh, it looks great. It looks very unique. Uh, and like you said, it's carriage seating. It's a phenomenal design. But what are some challenges in using artificial intelligence in cars like this? Sure. Um, so, I mean, some of the challenges is the, the you know, making sure you're getting the data that you, you need, right, to make sure you're training that AI system appropriately, safely, making sure you can get the test cases that you need. Um, you know, we safety is a core fundamental tenant at Zooks in making sure that we're putting a product out there that is is both beautiful, but also very safe, right? And so making sure that you get all the data you need to be able to test that system is is hugely important. Well, so it sounds like you're dealing with a lot of data here. I mean, all the safety considerations and then also proper driving and safety for the passengers, uh, safety for those around. I mean, is there substantial computer capabilities to process all of this data in real time? Yeah, that's right. You do. You do need a lot. It's not just uh, your, you know, your your laptop, right? Yeah, there is definitely significant com- computing requirements. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the main, uh, you know, main power draws on the system um, to be able to take in all of that data that you're getting from those multiple sensors that we mentioned before, process those as fast as you can, um, and then make the vehicle you know, travel in the direction that you want it to definitely requires uh, a lot of computing capability, you know, and, and we spend a lot of time focusing on, you know, how, how can we get the response uh, more quickly and um, always looking at ways to do that in the right way. And, and it definitely requires a lot of computing capability. Well, it also sounds like you have a distinction um, from the operations side of making sure everyone is safe kind of like moving objects, cars, uh, other cars on the road, humans, and then figuring out where to go and getting there legally, um, like street signs and stoplights. I mean, are there, what are the challenges involved in using AI to recognize all of these different uh, components and then, I guess, synergizing the data to allow for the car to move? Yeah. So it, it, again, it takes a lot of work and, and at Zooks, we, um, there's a couple different ways you can do that. Right. So certainly the vehicle needs to be able to recognize stop signs, stop lights, um, those types of things on the fly, right. To be able to determine, Hey, I got a four way stop. I got to stop here. Or it's a red light, not a green light. All hugely important. The other thing, um, that you can do too is, you know, uh, is make sure that's in kind of encoded into the system as well, geographically to say, Hey, you know, normally I understand that at this intersection that I'm at, there's going to be a stop sign, right? Code that into your map is another helpful way to do that. Um, but of course the, the vehicle is going to need to pick up all of those things in real time to understand there's a stop sign or, or that there's a stoplight in order to be able to navigate safely around a city. Uh, are you aware of any kind of uh, manufacturers of stoplights or other technology that would actually interface with an autonomous car to provide a data as the car is moving through an intersection? So, you know, a, right. an example would be like a, a connected stoplight that would broadcast um, its current signal uh, to surrounding autonomous vehicles 
and not just be perceptible by looking at it. Just curious. Yeah, I, yeah, that is, that's a that's a great question, and certainly I think maybe re- referring to there's a lot of technologies people talk to called a V to X or V to V, right? I think maybe that's what you're talking about, Eugene. Um, that kind of communicates some sort of signal to a vehicle, right, to allow it to get more data uh, and and use that as a signal to, you know, navigate safely. I think, you know, that, that technology is certainly out there. I don't think it's quite ubiquitous yet. You know, it's not out there that you can fully rely on it. You know, the approach that we've taken at Zooks is because of that, right? Because that, you know, um, there, there isn't a mass effort to go put, you know, sensors and, and, and transmitters on stop signs or stoplights. It would probably, it would probably not be in our best interest to, to rely on those things fully, right? So we're relying on our sensors, on our vehicles and the work that we've done to get the information we need to drive safely. Um, in the future, of course, look, if there's a, if there is a mass effort to put those types of sensors on, you know, all the different stop signs or signals out there, that's data we would want to, or those are signals that we would want to be able to take advantage of. But, you know, as we sit here today, you know, those are not technologies that are readily available or ubiquitous out there in cities that, you know, you can rely on fully. That additional information would certainly make uh, it a lot easier for an artificial intelligence agent to process that data and make the car even safer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in these situations, right, the more signals that you can get now, assuming that you, um, you know, have the processing capability and have you know done the testing and that all makes sense. But yeah, the, the more information you can get on those fronts to give you a reliable signal would be helpful. Yeah, and I'm sure it's coming, Chris, in the next few years as well. But no, let's, hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, time will tell, right? But let's talk about uh, safety. I mean, before you met, you mentioned that Zooks comes out with a car with a carriage seating uh, where people can sit and be transported comfortably from one place to another. Um, how safe are autonomous cars? Yeah, safety is uh, is foundational at Zooks, as I mentioned before. Uh, you know, we want to make a beautiful. Uh, ride for for people. We want to provide a beautiful service, but we got to do that safely. Um, and you know, thirty six thousand people roughly die a year because of vehicle related deaths, crashes. I looked up earlier today in twenty nineteen, it was thirty six thousand ninety six deaths in, in motor vehicle crashes. Um, and you know. 94% of those are because of human error. So we're talking about drunk driving, texting, falling asleep, not paying attention. Um, if you can just eliminate those things that humans do, I mean, that is a massive amount of, of, of people that are still around, loved ones, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters. Um, just by, by taking out that human error, it is something that can be hugely, hugely impactful for, for so many people. Um, that's uh, that's great to know, Chris. And you know, it's uh, it's really nice that with autonomous driving, that eliminates you know people being tired when they drive home from work. You know, confusing the gas and the brake, uh, texting, etc. But what about uh, how good is autonomous driving at making decisions in extreme situations? For example, uh, if AI detects there is an accident coming on, like how would it try to avoid it? Or if, uh, say, there is black ice, for example? Yeah, uh, another great question. So, um, you know, the, the key thing where we are in autonomy that, that really allows us to make sure we're doing everything safely is 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 actually by 
really paying attention to what I mentioned before called an ODD operational design domain, right? So that can include things like weather, right? You know, hey, early on, maybe you don't drive in the snow, maybe you don't drive in the heavy rain, right? Because you're still kind of making sure your systems are up to the task there. Maybe you, maybe when you roll out, you only go in certain weather conditions or certain areas of a city, right? Um, so at Zooks, we like to talk about, you know, taking, taking baby steps first. And I think a lot of the industry will go that way too. But that's a way to really make sure that when this technology is rolled out there, you know, you're doing it in a really safe way, right? And then hopefully, you know, as the technology continues to progress, you've you've tested things out and technology on the component level continues to improve. You expand that ODD um, and you're at that point where it's a level five system and it can kind of handle everything. Well, it sounds like Zoox is certainly leading the charge on really being innovative. Um, you know, what are some possible uses for autonomous cars? Sure. Um, so, I mean, the, the imagination can run wild here, right? So Zoox's mission is moving people, right? Like we, we talked about uh, personal mobility, uh, on-demand mobility, safe, clean, enjoyable, you know, moving people from point A to point B. You know, we've really also focused on downtown in urban environments where the, the, the core of, of movement happens. Now, the vehicles are also able to go 75 miles per hour, go on the freeway. So, you know, suburbs are also in the picture there. You know, beyond that, you know, that so again, that's kind of Zeus's core mission. I mean, if you can move people, right, you should be able to move other stuff, right? So you could certainly see uh, delivery. You can see also a model where Zooks wants to, you know, some form of uh, last mile delivery. Um, I mean, the ma- imagine, imagination can run wild on those things once you kind of figure out, because of course, if you can kind of keep people safe, then you can do a lot of other things. And once you have that model, you can apply it to other kind of quote unquote vehicles outside just people movers, right? Oh, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's what I was meaning. You know, last mile delivery, delivery of goods, um, you know, ride sharing. We should throw that in there, too. When we talk about moving people, right, it's not just a, a, a single person, but, you know, eventually, you know, ride sharing, you know, uh, really making doubling down on uh, efficiency and, uh, you know, saving the environment, I think all pops up. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, you can see that kind of a platform being implemented in other kind of devices as well, maybe even drones. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really cool companies out there in the AI space with with drones and doing flying cars and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, all of those are next level. Um, You know, it's uh, at Zooks where we're focused on the mission of autonomous vehicles, but who, who knows what's next? Well, the future is always very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, you know, the other thing about the future, too, when you think about this, um, the impact, right, that autonomy, and I wouldn't even just say autonomous vehicles, but autonomy can have is um, focusing on how actually cities and urbanscape changes, right? Um you know, so it's not just autonomy for autonomy's sake and the cool vehicle that's going to be moving around. But like, you know, what is what is this? What does our future look like? What does a city look like? What does suburbia look like um, years down the road when you ta- autonomy becomes 
just normal course for everybody. How does a city look? How does a city change in the way that it's developed? All that's all that stuff is really interesting to think about too. It would be an interesting world to live in at the time. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, me as well. Well, Chris, thank you for joining us and discussing AI's role in autonomous driving. Um, any final note? No, just to say thank you to you all. Been really great to work with you all. Um, looking forward to, to chatting more maybe someday. And thanks for a good first podcasting experience. You went, you went, uh, you didn't, you didn't go too easy on me, but I think we, we struck the right balance. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. It was great having you with us. And thank you to our guests and listeners for joining us today on this episode of AI Chats. You can find today's episode and also future ones at the major podcast platforms such as Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Amazon. And again, thank you, Chris, for your time today. Um, Our podcasts and relevant articles about artificial intelligence topics are also located at the firm's AI and deep learning practice webpage, which can be found at HanesBoon.com. Our practice pages also contains contact information for all the lawyers in the practice group. Please feel free to reach out to any of us if you'd like to suggest topics for future AI chat episodes. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.